In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text is the epistle reading from St. Paul, which you've already heard. For the last few years, there has been a huge deal made about where our roots are. In the year 2012, a show called Finding Your Roots premiered that has been helping celebrities learn about who their ancestors actually were, where they came from. While I've never seen this show myself, some of the promos I've seen for it talk about how the knowledge of these celebrities' histories change their outlook on their lives. But this isn't just a phenomenon for the very rich and famous. You can, and some of you probably have already done this, the 23andMe, the spit test to get a history of your DNA and learn, at least to some degree, what makes you, you. But who you are, as you well know, is much more than your genes. What you are rooted in makes a difference in who you are. Just like good soil will produce good crops, what you are rooted in makes a difference in the fruit that your lives will bear. In our Gospel reading, Jesus speaks of two different kinds of branches. Branches that, that find their roots in Him, who is the true vine, and branches that do not find their roots in Him. This is both a warning and a comfort for us. So let's start with the warning. Jesus tells us that if a branch does not bear fruit, it is cut off, gathered with all the other unfruitful branches, and it is burned. The impulse to say, the impulse here is to say that the unfruitful branches are unbelievers, and in a sense, that is true. However, the truth is, as the scriptures always have it, is a little bit closer to home. These branches are in some way connected to the vine, but they are not producing fruit. So what Jesus is describing here is Christians who are not producing fruit in their day-to-day -day lives as Christians, and so these are false Christians. Those whose names appear on the rolls of Christian churches occasionally will come to the divine service if and when it suits them, but do not live ostensibly Christian lives. Martin Luther, the reformer, talking about these unfruitful branches in his commentary on John says, To our sorrow, we see that in Christendom there are always some wild and useless branches that bear nothing but immature fruit, which must be rejected. True, they come from the vine, but they do not remain there. They are baptized, they hear the gospel, they have the forgiveness of sins. At first, as Christ states here, they are on the vine, that is, in Him. But as time goes on, they degenerate into wild offshoots and are Christians in name only. So again, I say to you, what you are rooted in actually matters. 
We may say that the gospel is the most important things, most important thing in our lives, but what do our actions actually show? If there is a conflict when it comes to what you're doing on Sunday, what will win out? You may say one thing, but your actions show another. If there's a tournament on Sunday that takes you away, away from the Lord's word, for instance, what does your choice of missing the divine service say about where your priorities are located? Dear friends in Christ, the warning here is dire. The Father is the vine dresser, and he will not hesitate to cut off unfruitful branches. If you've ever tried to grow anything, you know this is true. Extra offshoots on plants sap away valuable nutrients from the branches that will eventually bear fruit. The Father knows who belongs to him and who is nothing but a wild offshoot. He knows what our priorities are. He knows what we are rooted in. Those that do not produce the fruits of faith are thrown into the unquenchable fires of hell. This is why it is Lutheran Central School's theme this year to be rooted in Christ. At the very heart and soul of our school's mission is to assist parents in training children to be witnessing Christians and productive citizens. The work of our teachers and principals and aides even our cooks and all those who help around the school in any sort of way has this as its goal, to teach children to walk in the word of the Lord, to help them to grow in Christ, that they might draw their nutrition from him and so produce the fruit of faith that leads to eternal life. The teachers and pastors of our school have taken on the role of the Apostle Paul in encouraging the hearts of our students, helping them to reach all the riches of the full assurance of the faith that is Christ Jesus. In him, all wisdom and knowledge dwells. We learn this wisdom from his word, and we gain the knowledge that St. Paul speaks about by looking at the world around us, the world that our Father lovingly created and gave to us. This means that Christ's wisdom is just as important in the religion classroom and in the chapel as it is in the math, history, science, and language arts classrooms. Our churches are working hard to build a strong root system that is flowing from the pulpit and the altar. And likewise, our school is working on building a strong root system flowing from the classroom and the playground. But there's one other important piece here, and I would argue that it is the most important piece of this puzzle. I hinted at it earlier when I paraphrased our school's mission statement which is this, to share the good news of Jesus Christ, teach children, and assist parents in training children to be witnessing Christians and productive citizens. 
parents. You are the first, child, the first teachers that your children have, whether it is in math or science or the Word of God. You are the primary teachers of your children. They are with you for years, even before they set foot in our building. And so, they are with you in the morning, even now, when you wake up. They're also now with you when you lay down to go to bed at night. God has given you this most important task of rooting your children in Jesus Christ. I can preach. The teachers can teach. But without you teaching your children about Jesus, about his word, about praying to him, and even reinforcing things like math facts and memory and all of these things that we do at our school, your children's roots will not be as strong as they could be making them vulnerable to the assaults of the devil and the world who are working their hardest to uproot the seed that Jesus has planted in them with his word. This is a monumental task, and it's right here in front of each of us this morning. Left on our own, not a single one of us could accomplish even a very little of what we are setting out to do. But that is the most beautiful thing that Jesus communicates to us in the reading from John. We are all branches whose roots are in Christ. The very source of our life and our strength is in Jesus. Our sufficiency is found in him. His Father prunes us by His Word as He shows us our sin and our shortcomings and our failures, but to make us more fruitful branches, to prune us that we might bear better fruit. He has cleansed us by the power of His Holy Word combined with the water and by His Spirit working within us. We will bear fruit that leads to eternal life. And the deeper down these roots grow, the stronger our lives will be in Him. And that is the thing that will make us stronger to face the challenges that are ahead of us each day as we walk out of the school into the world, into our day-to-day -day lives. And so I ask you, dear saints, where are your roots? For if they be found in Christ Jesus, you are secure in him who is the true vine who gives you strength for each day and will indeed help you to bear fruit that leads to eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We will now sing our canticle, the Te Deum, and we rise for that. <laughs>